Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Hola, amigas. Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then podcast where we bring you inspiring stories and conversations with remarkable Latinas who are making a difference in their communities and beyond. I'm your host, Jess, and today I have the pleasure of introducing our special guest, Giovanna Mendoza, also known as Jojo. So before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about her. Jojo is a first-gen Latina, a college graduate, and seriously, a true professional and a baddie all around. She's also passionate about life and career coaching, and she dedicates her work to helping first-gen women of color navigate in the exciting yet often challenging journey of our lives and even careers after college. Jojo believes that everyone deserves to pursue a career that they love and she's committed to empowering others to make that a reality. But before we dive into Jojo's incredible work and everything that she's doing, let me tell you how I cross paths with her. I'm a big fan of Benjamin Paris, also known as Paris the Advisor on Instagram, in case you are not following him, highly recommended. I stumbled upon an Instagram live that he was doing, and in this live session, he was having a conversation with Jojo. They were discussing everything as first gens and um, and individuals. So I was like, oh, hey, this, as you guys know on the title of my podcast, I wish I knew then, I was captured and I continued to listen. And then I caught myself saying, OMG, yes, every time Jojo would say something. So I instantly fell in love with her and her insights. So that's when I started to follow her. Uh, so ever since everything is history, it feels like I've been knowing Jojo for years, but I believe it's only been a couple months. <laughs> and in fact, we just listened literally connected a couple of days ago. So Jojo, welcome to the show, amiga. And please tell us a little bit more about you and let's dive in. Thank you so much, Jess, for that great introduction. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Giovanna Mendoza, but I do go by Jojo. I'm a first-gen Latina, second oldest of my family is my siblings. I am a dog mom. I have a little fur baby. Uh, he's my little son. And yeah, I'm so excited to be here today and share with you all my story of how I got to my career. I'm like shared, I truly believe everyone deserves to pursue a career that they truly love and connect with. And that's what I'm here to share with you all about how I navigated my own personal journey as a first generation. And yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for telling us a little bit about yourself. And and like I said, uh, you know, a lot of the things that you said during that podcast was, I'm sorry, through that live was very relatable because I feel that as first gens, um, a lot of our career moves or life moves in general is all about testing and, mm -hmm. and um, stumbling through, okay, that's not how you were supposed to do it or I did it the hard way. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you came up with this idea of helping individuals navigate through that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I told Jojo in one of our conversations was that when I first started going to college uh, or no, not even going to college before the idea of wanting to go to college, I didn't 
didn't even know the difference between an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very happy that you are providing um, guidance. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do um, as a coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am a life and career coach. So I specifically focus on supporting first-gen women of color navigate their life and career post-grad, again, to pursue a career that they love. So um, what really, I do want to share my story with you all, but just giving you all a glimpse of why this came about was um, I remember graduating college, knowing I wanted to go into teaching into my career that I wanted, and then things changed. And I realized as a first-gen professional and a first-gen college student, we go to universities and there's these programs for first-gen students that support you with your transition from high school to college. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed there was no support from college to the professional world. Like you graduate, we're celebrating you. And then it's like, okay, as a first gen, you're like, okay, let me figure this out. And I'm also a post-secondary success advisor. So I, that's my full-time role. And I support first and second years um, navigate their transition from high school to college. So me seeing the struggles that my high school seniors are having when they're transitioning to their first two years after high school, I still see that with also my clients when I work with them with their first three to five years post-grad, whether it's undergrad or grad school, um, there's always that idea and that thought like, what career path should I take? Is this still what I want? Is this still what I'm looking for? How do I navigate these conversations, these opportunities? Do I apply? Do I not apply? So um, that's that's basically what I do, these two roles. I feel like my passion and purpose is definitely like supporting other first-gen women of color, navigate these spaces, whether it's going back to grad school or um, wanting to pivot careers or really identify what is it the career path that they want to take. I feel sometimes we hear, oh, you should go into this career path because you're going to make money or you should go into this other career path because your cousin did it and look, they're successful. So I feel like being first gen, you're the first one navigating these spaces. So it's like having that support and mentorship and coaching is very helpful to have. And and, and that's kind of like the reason why I do what I do. I truly love both careers I get to wake up to. I get to support high school seniors transition to college navigate that journey and then I get to help my clients transition from college to the post-sec life so um after after college so it's I get the best of both worlds <laughs> oh my god thank you for sharing so much good information there's like a thousand questions like <laughs> being created in my mind right now but we before I even dive into those questions tell us a little bit about you Jojo yeah. how um because I and I think one of my guests is going to talk about like we always see the top of the iceberg and we think everything's so perfect like oh my god they did it but no there's a reason why they're there you know they mm-hmm. have to go through these challenges to come up with this idea or to actually do what they do so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about you like did you go to school to do this type of work or tell us what happened in Jojo's life to be here? Yes. So now I'm going to share my career journey with all of you. I think it's very important and I truly believe in the power of storytelling. So here it goes. So get your tea, get your snacks and get ready to listen. Um, so yeah, so as a first gen college student, um, I was the first one in my family to leave the home at 18 to college. So I was born and raised in Salinas, California. It's around Monterey Bay, Pacific Grove area. 
And I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Since I was five years old, that was always a dream. I remember seeing my teachers and be like, I want to do that. And my mom would always be like, yes, mija, like you're going to be a teacher. And I remember talking to her, she'd be like, I thought you would change your mind. And then when I saw you go to middle school, high school and college, I was like, oh no, she's serious. (laughs) She's serious. And I was like, yeah, I really always wanted to be a teacher. And I think it really started clicking when I was in middle school and high school. Uh, During that time, my parents did separate and divorce and I was going through a lot at home and school wasn't, I don't know. I don't even know what was going on with school, honestly, but I remember my teachers were the ones that were supporting me and guiding me, especially Miss Ayala. She was my uh, cheerleading coach in high school. And uh, Ms. G, they were very supportive. And I was like, I want to do that. Yes, there were teachers in the classroom, but as my coaches, my cheerleading coaches, and just other women of color, they were supporting me through navigating high school. And I was like, I want to do that. I had no idea what subject I wanted to teach. I did not like any subject. Um, but I was like, I'm going to go to college. I want to be a teacher. That's what I have to do. Uh, so I was the first one of my siblings to leave the home. I went to San Jose State. Um, I started college in 2014. And as a first-gen college student, I had no idea what I was doing. So I, um, I, when I was a senior in high school, I applied for the EOP program when I applied for San Jose State and I got in. So the EOP program is, is stands for Educational Opportunity Program and specifically a college program for first-gen students. Um, are the first one in their families who, who come from low income backgrounds and they really support them with that transition from high school to college. So I did a summer bridge program and I was part of the EOP program during my time at San Jose State and they really helped me with those adjustments and transitions academically and just being in a university as it was. Um, I also want to share this because I think it's very important of like I started off with remedial English and math when I started college. So that really had me questioning for a little bit like, am I even at the level I'm supposed to be at? academically. Um, And that's when I realized, look, okay, maybe I'm not because I'm in remedial, but I'm like, what do I have to do? I'm here. I'm at the university. What do I need to do to get the support to pursue my degree? Because I knew there was not another option. I wanted to be a teacher. I was like, this is for my future students. That's how I got through undergrad and grad school. Um, Being a teacher, thinking about them, I ended up deciding to teach history. And that was the, what I was going to pursue at San Jose State. I majored in social science teacher preparation with the minor Chicano studies and I was like, okay, that's it. It's set. I'm going to be an ethnic studies teacher, history teacher. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. So that was the path. But I would say, I guess my career journey started definitely at San Jose State my sophomore year. I didn't want to wait till I became a teacher to help students. I was like, I'm going to help them now. What can I do <laughs> to help them now? So I remember that summer before my sophomore year, uh, they had a role for an academic coach. So if I were to go back, my first job ever was to be an academic coach. And um, and I was like, okay, what, what would I have to do? And literally I would support students who were close to academic probation, help them with like time management, really figuring out why is their GPA where it's at. Some of it, it was academic. Sometimes it was personal, financial. So there were a lot of different reasons why that was the case. And my role as in their academic coach was to really support them and figure out what's going on, what's happening, and where what are some areas you need further support and guidance. In. So I did that all my four years during my undergrad. Yeah, like three and a half, four years during my undergrad. And I loved it. I remember I was also a new student mentor. So I supported freshmen with their transition from high school to college. I did resident advisors during summer bridge programs. So I was working with students in higher ed during my whole time at San Jose State. And I, like I said, loved it. And I remember thinking to myself my senior year, like, damn, like, 
this is it. It's almost over. Like, I didn't know if there was other careers or jobs that I could meet with students weekly and support them and build those relationships. And I was like, well, I guess teaching is the closest. I would see my students every day. So I remember having some questions about like, are there other careers? But as my senior year in college, I was already, well, I was like, well, I'm already almost graduating, graduate to be a teacher. Like, let's just continue the path. So I applied to grad school right after I graduated. Fall 2018, took the spring semester um, off and I started grad school fall 2019. So I went to, I applied and went to University of San Francisco. I got a master's in teaching with a single subject teacher credential and that was a two-year program. Um, I remember before applying to grad school though, I already had some thoughts about like, is teaching really what I want to do? But I really, I asked myself, if you don't do it, would you ever regret or think back like what it could have been and I was like yes and I also didn't know what else I would have done if I would have said no to teaching so I was like let's just let's just stick to the plan (laughs) let's just be safe let's not explore let's not mess anything up you're graduating let's just let's just run with it but I also knew I would always be curious so that's why I decided to still pursue grad school with teaching um and during that time that I was uh teaching I I was an academic advisor at San Jose State for the educational opportunity program so I was like okay I get to still continue supporting students in higher ed this is just for two years while I finished grad school and then I would be a teacher like that was still the plan and I did my program and I was advising at the same time and that's when I realized my heart was with higher ed advising I loved it so much that when the time came that I finished my program did my student teaching that's when you're placed at a high school I wanted to teach high school so I got placed at a high school and I was teaching high school seniors um I worked with sophomores and juniors actually um I love the students and that's when I realized like I love supporting students um, and I can do it in any space I could do it in high school I can do it in higher ed but I really love the advising setting and the fact that I could support students one-on-one um, so that for even though it looks all planned out right and me sharing with you all like yes I did undergrad in grad school like I got stuck I got really stuck my last year of grad school I was in the program and I was already for like three months thinking like I don't think I want to teach um, but I thought it was impossible syndrome kicking in. I thought I was just so close to something I've really wanted for a long time since I was like five years old. And I was like, no, Jojo, this is imposter syndrome. Like, that's what I really thought. Looking back now, I think it was my intuition more guiding me like you can do both roles, but you you're you're you feel more in alignment with this role and this moment of your life. Who knows? Maybe in like 10 years, I'm like, I want to be a professor, a teacher, you know? I don't think so. But like, you know, like I'm like being okay with like knowing that in higher ed is where I wanted to stay. So I remember I actually didn't really share with anyone. And that kind of ties back to like my career coaching and why I decided to become a life and career coach. I feel as a first gen, like I didn't know who I was going to go to, to tell them, Hey, I'm stuck. And I'm in my second year of grad school. And I don't want to do this anymore. Do I, I was going to finish. I knew I was going to finish, but I was like my mentors, my professors during undergrad helped me get into college. I've had great support system and my high school teachers that had helped me and I was like how am I going to explain this to them hey (laughs) I'm six months away from finishing grad school my teaching credential I could start applying in the classroom roles for the classroom but I'm not going to do it (laughs) you know like I had no idea how what I was going to say I just felt guilty in a sense like they've helped me so much to get this far and now I'm going to tell them like I'm not going to do this I also was like how am I going to tell my mom (laughs) 
my mom has always been like, oh, yeah, you're gonna be a teacher. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's been your dream. And I think what hurt the most was like, also like knowing that that was my dream. And it, sh- and, and it kind of changed. And I was like, oh, my God, am I abandoning my dreams? Like, can I trust my own dreams and goals? Like, can I trust myself at the end of the day to make these career decisions? So um, during my last year of grad school, I remember I would talk to my friends here and there like, hey, I've been thinking, I don't know how I feel about teaching anymore. Like we would have these conversations. My friends were very supportive. I only told a few close friends because again, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do after grad school. I didn't know if I was going to stay in advising. I already knew I didn't want to apply to teaching roles. So um, I kept it only with like small group of close friends. Um, they were very supportive. They were like, hey, like really do like what you think is best for you. Some of them were like, oh, maybe it's because I was teaching during the pandemic. So that played a role too. They were like, maybe it's a pandemic, like maybe give it a try in the classroom. Um, and I, so after hearing all these things and talking to my close friends, I was like, okay, Jojo, at the end of the day, you need to make a decision. <laughs> like, for yourself and really like figuring that out and I remember it was January 2021 I was going to graduate that May and I was like all right give yourself the spring semester to give it your all as an advisor give it your all as a teacher in the classroom and have fun with it like have fun with it keep pay attention to how you feel in these roles what do you like what do you not like what are you willing to modify things like that so I took that semester and within a month I was like I love my high school students but I do not want to teach in a classroom like I already knew that within a month um um, so I remember it was February, late February, early March. I decided not to uh, pursue that I was going to graduate grad school and stay in my higher ed advisor role at San Jose State. And uh, I felt at peace with my decision. I shared it with my mom. She was very supportive. But as a first gen student, my mom's like, okay, so like your degrees, like now what? <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> And I th- I really want to highlight that part of your degree does not equal your career path. And I'm sure we're going to jump into that later on. But in that moment, I remember sharing my mom. I told her, I explained to her, this is my plan. I want to continue as a higher advisor. I get to support students. And I explained to her, she's like, yeah, whatever makes you happy. So I'm very grateful that I have a mother that's very supportive of my career decisions, even if she doesn't really understand what's going on or what's happening. Yeah. She's like, me, lo que te feliz es tu carrera. Like, you decide, right? Um, so I'm very glad I got her support. Yeah, it sounds like you have a very supportive mom and that's really good to hear. Yeah, very supportive. And then in March, I was like, okay, I have two months left before I graduate grad school. And I was like, damn, these past six months, because I was stuck for like at least, I would say four to six months on like, what am I going to do after I graduate grad school? Um, What career decisions am I going to make? How am I going to move forward in my career? What do I want to explore? And I realized I wanted to stay in higher ed, but I was like, we have support from high school to college at the universities. There's programs, there's advisors. I was like, but there's no support. I haven't seen any support for first-gen graduates Mm -hmm. in their early years in their career, making those decisions, making those pivots, really like, but when it comes to even resume, interviewing, how to ask questions, what to look for, negotiating, all these things. I was like, there's no guidance there. I didn't have that guidance after. So I was like, I feel like I need to like provide this support and guidance and teach what I've learned through my process to other people that could resonate with my story, going to college for a degree and now wanting to change their mind because um, mm-hmm. they found other passions or they're like, this is not in alignment with me anymore. And just really thinking about it, y'all, like we make decisions in college. We're like 18, 19, 20, 20. <laughs> We're so young. 
<laughs> and it's okay to want something different when we're like 25, 30 or whatever age in your 20s, once you've had experience. So I would say based on my career journey, uh, experience was my best teacher. I realized I'm going to, like I mentioned, continue higher ed, being an advisor. I love supporting students with their transition. And I'm also going to be a life and career coach and support first gen women of, of color, navigate a career, navigate their life and career post-grad. And my goal for me is like, any, you can get a job anywhere. You can apply to a st- uh, Forever 21. You can do Uber. You can apply to these things. But for me, it's really like finding a career that aligns with what you want and that you love. You can wake up to a good paying job, but if you hate it every day, is that really what you want? For me, my job does not feel like a job. I would do it for free. <laughs> like if I could and money wasn't a thing in this country, I would do it for free. I love it every day. I look forward to it on Mondays. It's not like, oh, I'm dreading to go to work. And it's such a beautiful feeling to know you're doing what you love in this world and you're really putting your strengths and your passions out there. And I really want the same for other first gen uh, women of color. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you covered so much good information. Again, you have created a whole list of questions in my mind here that I want to ask you. Um, there are some, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Um, I think that, yes, you're absolutely right. Sharing um, an individual's journey or storytelling is very powerful. And I guarantee you that a handful, if any 90%, 95% of the people that are listening are probably going to be relating to your story. Um, but there are a, couple, a few things a lot of things, but um, that you mentioned that um, it's worth highlighting. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the guiltiness and you mentioned uh, the timeline. Um, (laughs) And also, I feel like uh, another thing that you mentioned that I feel like it's worth talking about is you go to school for a specific field and you feel like that's all you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so same thing for me, especially being a first gen, you know, like if you go to school for to for law, like do you have to be a lawyer or what else can you do? Mm-hmm. I went to school personally to, uh, I have a background in marketing and international business, but I also did... Uh, a certification, um, pretty much an associate's degree in fashion. So it's like I could have taken it in so many different directions. But I think in in one moment in my life, I hit a crisis because I'm like, I'm nothing. I'm not a special in fashion. I'm not special in business. Like, what is it with my life? And it's because I think that I was trying to like belong to something instead of like creating something on my own. Like what brings me joy? And now that I think about it, like this job in particular, my full-time job I have married all my experience so you're absolutely right when you say that your biggest um experience what did you say was um my best teacher is my experience or the best teacher is your experience because all of that experience like you can do something with it and and you're absolutely right too when you say that all these colleges and even high school train you and prepare you for the college process but after college then what (laughs) and I think that that's when we get lost so thank you for sharing all of that information because like I said it's relatable one way or another Mm -hmm. Uh, so tell share with us what advice can you give to an individual that are they're done with college and they don't know what to do next 
advice? I would say the best advice I would give would be like, first, like take a moment and see how much you've accomplished already at this point in your life. Like, I feel like we're always in up to the next, the next thing, grad school, a job, the next thing. And it's like really taking in and celebrating that accomplishment. Um, especially if you're the first one of your siblings or your family to do this, you know, and it's like a huge accomplishment. And my advice would be if you really like, let's say you get your degree, especially right now in the spring, a lot of you, a lot of you might have graduated undergrad or grad school. And it's like, now what, what do I do? I would say the first step you can ask yourself is why did I go to college? Like what, why did I get the degree that I got? Um, why college? Because I feel like that question will help you determine, did I pursue a degree based on what was expected of me? Or what did I pursue a degree that was in alignment with my interests? And then after you can really ask yourself and look at your experience, looking at your resume, it's a perfect opportunity for you to update your resume as well and be like, based on my experience, did I take any roles that align with what I'm curious and interested in? So you're definitely a place of exploration and knowing that that's okay, knowing that just because you don't know it 100% what career path you want to take and have a job lined up, that does not mean you failed. It, everyone has different journeys, different paths, and it's like being self-aware of where you're at right now and acknowledging that really asking yourself those powerful questions of like what do i want to explore how can i get support in this area if you don't know what direction to take um and i would say literally asking yourself what would i do for free i love that question because i feel like sometimes people make decisions based on salary and income which i know it's definitely important to live but really asking yourself what do i care about what do i really want to you know learn more about and for someone cuz i know i've came across this with some of my former students, if you feel like you didn't really have that much experience in college, because let's say you were working at a restaurant to pay for school or the jobs that you've had, the part-time jobs didn't relate to your degree or the career path you want to take, really connecting with people. Hopefully you connected with professors in your field, but really connecting with people, mentors, coaches, advisors that are going to help you get that support and guidance to guide you on what steps you need to take. What direction do you need to take? What transferable skills that you have? Something that that's very, something I really want to highlight because I forgot to share this earlier, but I remember when I was applying to grad school, I was meeting with my professor and I was writing my personal statement. And like I mentioned, I've only worked with students in higher ed. So when I had to make the connection about working with students in high school, I went to her and I was like, I don't have any experience. Like, what am I going to write here? And she laughed in my face and was like, Jojo, are you serious? And I was like, I haven't taught in a classroom. I, I haven't been in a classroom as a tutor or anything, as a TA, nothing. Like, what do I write? Like, they're asking me to write. How have I supported students? And she's like, what are you doing right now? What do you do for work? And I was like, I support students. <laughs> I started laughing. I feel sometimes we forget about our transferable skills. Even though I wasn't working with high school students, I was working with college students. And those skills are very transferable. So really having these mentors, again, to guide you and advise you and ask you the questions that will help you build that clarity and confidence to make those career decisions. I know it's That's a long story. So, no, it's okay. No, it's, it's all valuable information. And so true because um, actually I had someone um, that asked, me or t- made a, a a beautiful comment by the way she she sent me a message saying oh i 
I wish I had the confidence you do to do your podcast. Like, girl, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, and, and you're right. Like everything is from being transferred from one place to the other. For me in particular, in regards to this podcast, I was a college professor. And then um, in my past, or in my past and current jobs, I do webinars. Like I do a lot of webinars, but at first I was freaking out because I'm like, I've never done a webinar before, but I've taught, I have taught a group of people. So I changed the narrative like, okay, these are not students. I mean, they're not necessarily college students, but they're students in the business industry, right? They're trying to learn new things. So that I'm just teaching them things. And then how am I going to do this podcast? Like, girl, you go live all the time on these webinars. Like that's the same thing with the podcast. So it's like, you really, I think that we get so stuck and it's natural, not putting down mm -hmm. anyone. We get so stuck on, oh my God, I don't even have experience there. Or what am I going to do with my life or whatever? Like sit down and analyze what has worked for you. What is something that you'd rather not be doing or in a perfect world, if you had a magic wand, what would you be doing? Mm -hmm. And then based on that, you can look at your resume and gather what mm -hmm. are the things that you can transfer over to what you want to do. Yeah. Or inform yourself. Like if you really don't know, okay, like go online, inform yourself, talk to people who are probably in the role that you are interested in exploring, asking questions. So yeah, like you mentioned, like really sitting down and like, okay, what do I need to do? What decisions do I have to take? And looking at your experience, like you have a lot of experience and I feel we're always our worst critics kind of, or, or we just don't see it because we do it every day or we just naturally have done these things. So it's like, like you said, like really reframing the narrative of like, how have I done this before? Even with me, y'all, like sometimes when I do online coaching or when I'm going on my IG story, sharing some information, I still get nervous sometimes. And I'm like, girl, you just had four meetings with students and you basically taught them different topics. Like each one, why can't you cover this topic here? So it's just sometimes when things are new, just know it's totally normal and okay to feel uncomfortable and nervous because it's new you're doing it but the more you do it and that ties to confidence the more you do it that's you showing yourself evidence like wow I can do this and I'm gonna keep doing this and learning this so I love that you tie that in it's beautiful yeah. awesome okay so my other thing is I, I love how you brought up like non-traditional careers and I think that when I mean I don't know about you Jojo and I don't know about everyone else listening but for me back then not anymore but back then tradition or like a career meant being a doctor being mm -hmm. a lawyer being uh, I don't know there's so many different professions right but you may be more on the creative side or you might be like you're non-traditional and I'm going to share a little story with you Jojo that yeah, is exactly. actually like holy cow <laughs> like I had a um I for those that don't know and Jojo too I have a 19 year old um and it was driving me bonkers because he was and really like wanting to go to college. I'm like, how dare you not want to go to college when your mama over here busted her ass while she had you trying to go to college, right? He's like, it's just college is not my thing. So I was trying to tell him like, as long as you have a plan. Mm -hmm. So then he kind of did his research and he's like, I know what I want to do. I'm like, okay, thank God. My kid is going somewhere in life. And he's like, I want to go to school for to become an AC uh, mechanic or AC. Mm -hmm. engineer I'm not sure what they're called 
I'm still trying to figure out what he's trying to do. Um, and it, it, but it was more of a trade versus a degree. Mm-hmm. And if I could be completely honest with you, 100%, my heart sunk. It was like, oh no, my kid needs to have some type of at least a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But as I started bringing it up to a lot of my coworkers, like, girl, that's a good business. Like, if he really gets really good into it, like, if he really gets into it and does a business out of it, like, he could be making good money and mm-hmm. i thought about it hell yeah last time i hired someone to come and fix my ac was not cheap and ever since he was been little like he's never he's very smart very smart but he is not your book smart he's more mm-hmm. your hands like he, you give him something completely broken don't even give him a manual and he'll fix it for you mm-hmm. anyways that was a long example so i was trying oh. to give you uh, an example for our listeners here like what if one school is not your thing or two like what you're interested in is not your traditional career like what would you tell them like how can they go about exploring what they can do without Mm -hmm. following that tradition even if they have degrees let's say they Mm -hmm. have a degree but they're trying to go into that direction that Mm -hmm. is not your traditional career yeah yeah i think that's a great question thank you so much for highlighting that because even though you know we shared how we pursued higher ed got our degrees that's not the case for everyone and that's okay too um there's certificate programs so that's most likely what he's doing because i know i have some students that want to do contracting or construction some want to be electrician to install like acs and things like that so yeah there's certificate programs uh for example my sister did one she took a break of school after high school and then went back a few years later and she's a vet tech now and she works at a vet hospital and she loves it so i guess to answer your question there's certificates there's associates which are just like two-year programs around there and then the bachelor's degree um and you get to choose and decide and it's something i love to tell my students you have a choice and you get to decide when you want to go back to school if that's something you want to do um if you first want to explore do your research what are some things you want to explore how can you start taking jobs that allow you to gain that clarity on like do i like this again your experience will teach you kind of what's like more in alignment with you and to tie it to like if you already have a degree you asked me like what if you have a degree already yeah. but you don't want to use use it type of thing Right. Well, for example, um, what if I went to school for criminal justice and I'm Mm -hmm. more into business instead? Mm -hmm. Into business. Yeah. So sometimes people will be like, do I have to go back to school and get a business degree? Like, do I have to do those things? And it's like, it all depends on your career goals. So it's very personal because some roles will require specific degrees. Um, I know when I was interviewing, I was in a hiring committee and we were interviewing people. There's some requirements that roles have that they're just requirements based on the organization um and then there's people that i know that graduated in a degree and let's say criminal justice and they're in the business world because of their network and their community so network and community is so important but also they had transferable skills so it's not like someone's gonna be like oh here's a job just because you know someone like can your resume storytell and express like how your experience and skills are transferable to the business industry specifically in the area that you would want to go in so there's definitely possibilities there's definitely different options and 
directions. And, you know, you can always go back to school. That's something that you want to. Um, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I, oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm speechless here. Um, one of the things based on what you're telling me, an example that I can use, um, what I learned in fashion school. Mm. Um, they were talking, I can't even remember the name of this person, but this was a doctor. She went to school mm. to become a surgeon, right? Um, mm. So she did a physical surgery. And this doctor is like, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. So you're thinking like, oh my God, this person went to school for that many years because doctors go to school forever. So they, so she decided not to be a doctor anymore, but then she became, which, uh, she became, she started pursuing that area that she was most interested in. And that was fashion. And Mm -hmm. what, her story was beautiful because it was saying that her dresses were like the best dresses that were beautiful to wear. And that was because she learned the anatomy of the body mm-hmm. of becoming a surgeon that when she came to design these dresses were like on point to the body. So that was kind of like a fun story to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I'm not a failure here. You know, I'm not, I have a chance in life. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before uh, my whole, like, the whole transition of my career. So, anyways, Jojo, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a little bit about what you do in the coaching program, um, and I and I would love to hear uh, about some of the clients that you've had, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you just give us an example of, of maybe like a success story of one of your clients? Yeah. So I want to share. Yes. So I guess just to answer because yes, like I shared a little bit earlier in the podcast, I'm a life and career coach and I specifically work with first gen women of color who are navigating their career path and like want to make a change, want to identify the next career move for them, basically. So usually when clients come to me, they're in a place where they're like, I don't like what I do for a living. I feel super unfulfilled. I feel drained in my role. I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know what else I can do or I don't know what else to do. So I do want to highlight this one specific client when she came to me she's like I just want something different I don't know what um I I just don't like what I do anymore and 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 I remember asking her some questions again we have weekly sessions so um I try to ask questions and try to like get things out from the client and like really figure it out like what are their thought process how do they think how do they make decisions and that helps me as their coach to ask certain questions (laughs) because they have the answers you all have your answers it's just people need to ask the right questions to get them out yeah (laughs) and I remember our first few sessions, she was like, I want to go into tech. Like everyone's going into tech and making money. Like, I think I'm going to go into tech. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Tell me why. And again, it would be like, oh, it's because so-and-so is doing it. I want to do something like related to that. And I was like, okay. And I was really trying to understand like, so the only reason she wants to go into tech is because people are doing it. Okay. So then I would ask her other questions. And between our sessions, we would work on things. And then I remember asking her like, do you know what you really enjoy? Like, do you know what makes you, what brings you joy, what you like to do, what you're passionate about? And I remember she told me, told you, like, I've never been asked that question. And no, I don't know. And I was like, there, there it is. <laughs> she doesn't even know what she's interested in. That's why she's like, okay, maybe I'll go into tech. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll take this job because there's no clarity and direction in her brain. And of course I feel as, and I think that goes back into also feeling like I failed if I didn't get the job after college. College, you know, or if I'm 
four years, five years after college, and I'm you know, not in a career I really want or seem successful to others. And I think it's really important to identify what does success means to you? And how does that align with your career goals and what you would enjoy? So during our time working together, we really worked on really exploring like her passions, her interests and different avenues that her experience and her passions could take her in. Um, she identified that she had a huge passion in really helping uh, foster youth, um, homeless teens, uh, students in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, she identifies as queer. So she was like, you know, I just, I feel like I want to support the community I come from. And y'all, I didn't really get then the first two calls because again, she came in with like, I want to be in tech. Like that's where everyone's making the money. And as, as we moved on with our work together, having the coaching calls and all of that, she really identified like what she cares about in this world, what she wants to, what impact does she want to leave in this world? What she wants to do day to day for work, for living and not feel like a job. Like, I think that's when you pursue a career you love and care about, it doesn't feel like a job. Like, yeah, there might be some little things like for me, like the data entry, you know, I'm just like, okay, I guess I have to do this. But she really identified and explored like, wow, like this is the community I want to support. This is the work I want to do. I want to provide services. I want to help these students. I want to provide housing for them and things like that. And then um, my coaching program is three months. So then clients do have the option to resign. Uh, we only did a three month uh, container, but during that time, like she really identified what direction she wanted to take. She was applying to roles. And I feel like a month or two after I checked in with her because my clients always check in with them. I like to check in with them six months after, a few months after, even years after to see how is it going for them and their transition. Um, and she ended up by landing a job that really helps her focus on building those relationships with students, providing them the resources and really doing what she wanted and cared about, but she just didn't know because no one had ever asked her these questions and provided the space and time to really explore. Um, and she's like, Jojo, I love what I do. Just like what I told you I would love to do for work. Um, so that really made me happy because I remember when we first started, I asked her, I'm like, up to this point, how have you been making career decisions? And she's like, basically with outside influences, like, oh, my mom said I should try this. My dad said I should try this. My friends are trying this. It was like making decision based on others and what others were saying and doing and not what she wanted for herself and her interests and passions. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I, and that just highlights like the power of, you know, having a coach or even a mentor. And mm-hmm. um, I invested in a coaching program before, and I'm going to be completely honest with you what I paid was like Dios <laughs> mio but it was really worth it because I think um, that I was able to gain clarity and I think like you said when we're we're seeking advice or guidance on other people that never done what you do they usually don't guide you and they make suggestions versus trying to create a, a moment for you to start strategizing your career and I think Mm -hmm. that that's the beauty of having a coach they're not going to tell you what to do they're there to guide you and 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 sometimes and I love that you said that you ask questions those questions because a lot of the times when I was talking to my coach then I would be like look I have a question so my problem is and I'm like dude I think I just answered my question But it, it it creates, like you said, that container, that moment to gain that clarity instead of like blocking your mind of like, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. And at the end, not do anything and still be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you shared that because yeah, and I feel like the coach will catch your blind spots. Mm-hmm. And 
how, like, yeah, they'll provide questions to guide you to like your answers, but also they'll catch these points of thoughts. They're like, okay, are you making these decisions? Why? Based on doubt, fear, what other people are going to think. So there's like a whole other layer of like mm-hmm. just all these decisions and questions. So no, thank you for sharing your, cause I, I have heard in your podcast and one of your episodes, you've shared that, um, you know, you had a coach, um, and your experience with that. Yes. And I am forever grateful. And, and there's coaching for all kinds of things. Now I'm like, Hmm, well, that's going to be my other coach and what, like, it's always nice it, to have a coach nowadays because there is a lot of, like you said, a lot of layers in our lives that we need direction. And there is pretty much coaches for anything and everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you may be really good at something. It's just kind of like hiring a personal trainer, right? Like, mm-hmm. You have the goal. The goal in that case is I want to lose weight or I want to have a better body or I just want to be able to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. This person's going to tell you this is how you use the machine. This is how many calories that has. And like it just puts another perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And, and guidance towards your goal. Well, yeah. Jojo, it's been wonderful. We're at time now. And it's been so great to have you here. I always feel like every time I have a guest, we have a great conversation. And I just want to keep going. Hours, yes. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to share with us that I didn't ask? I guess I, guess I would say a question I ask very often is like how have I come to where I'm at today like if it's one thing that I do or like keeping it simple is like really investing in myself and I think it's connecting to what you said like you coaches or like what's the next thing for me like really identifying what are some areas I want to improve and who can help me get there um that's how I've gotten to where I'm at today I invested in my education I've gotten coaches what I remember I also had a personal trainer for a few months one of my former co-workers at a gym I was like I want to learn x y and z I want to learn form to properly do this to see better results so like really asking yourself those questions of like what are some areas i feel i need support in and who, and who can i go ask these questions mm-hmm. to um so i guess i just want to add that because that's a question i get asked pretty often yeah yeah well thank you for sharing and once again thank you for being here there is a question that i ask all my guests before leaving and mm-hmm. that is what is something you wish you knew then that you would like to share with all of us something i wish i knew then was like knowing it it's okay if things don't go as planned. That doesn't mean you failed. It only means you're getting closer to what you're determined, like planned to do, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The last part didn't come right to me, but I feel like I wish, I remember being in a point where I'm like, this is a plan. I'm going to be a teacher. This is how, how it has to work out. And then when it didn't, that, like, I felt like I had failed. So I feel like something I wish I would have known then would be, it's okay if things change and plans change. That doesn't mean you failed. You continue doing what you love and what is in alignment with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. I normally don't say what I wish I knew then along with my guests, but I wish I knew you <laughs> a few <laughs> years ago when I was going through my career crisis. Thank you so much, Joe. And, and can you please tell us where uh, our guests can find you? And it's going to be also in the description area. But for those who are driving and uh, want to look you up right away, let mm-hmm. us know where they can find you. Yeah, the best place to find me.
find me is through Instagram. So it's at jojo.mendoza, Mendoza with double Z. Um, that's the best place you can find me. Feel free to send me any questions, anything you have after, especially after listening to this episode, if there's anything you want to follow up with about something I've shared. Again, we only have a few minutes here in the podcast so we can cover everything. Or if anything of this resonated with you, I would love to hear um, how my story or anything that just shared in the show as well that resonated with you and where you're currently at navigating your career journey yes oh thank you so much jojo Mm -hmm. thank you amigas for making time to listen to us have a wonderful day and we will see you in the next episode thank you again for tuning in to vida i wish i knew then i appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind the scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.